This is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. To learn more about intuitive coaching with me or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoy the show, please rate it or write a review and subscribe and share it with a friend. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In today's episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I have the honor of speaking to Maria Verdeshi an acclaimed psychic medium, speaker, best-selling author, teacher, and coach with clients all over the world. Her extraordinary ability to communicate with spirit began at the age of four. With over a decade of experience, Maria is well-known for her accuracy and delivery of evidential messages from departed loved ones. She's the host of the spiritual podcast, Hello from the Other Side, and is a co-host of the blog talk radio show, Reading the Signs. She has a best-selling book, There Is No Death, Only Life. Welcome, Maria. Thank you. So let me ask you something. Why psychic medium and not just medium? Like, what's that about for you? All mediums are psychic. It just kind of is part of it, but not all psychics are mediums. It's just that energy follows with it that I can, if I'm in mediumship and someone's like, you know, oh, well, what about this? And I've got to go psychic into it. It's not hard. But if you ask someone that just does psychic work, hey, can you contact my mom over on the other side? Not all of them do that. I gotcha. I took a mediumship course and we were practicing. (laughs) And the woman I was practicing with said, you're cheating. You're using your psychic ability. And I'm like, cheating wow i've never heard that before i'm like all right good to know i'm a cheater that's that's awesome oh i know it's it's because you were that good and she had to challenge you oh well maria that was so kind thank you very much (laughs) but i'm sure it's true i i i'm just gonna say i i am positive it's true oh well thank you even more let's go to four years old four years old really what happened at four you remember Oh, very clearly. So we were living on Long Island and bedtime hated it. I always felt my room was just filled with spirit. Of course, at four, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I didn't like the energy in my room at night. One night I go to my parents' room. Can you tell them to be quiet? There's people in my room. Tell them to be quiet. They humored me the first time and went in there, opened the closet door and did all that. The next time I was yelled at, get your ass back in bed. And I learned very quickly to shut my mouth and never speak of it again to anybody, which I didn't until much later in life. And like not even close friends in grade school or high school, nobody knew, no one. Wow. That must've been a little lonely. It was, but it's just one of those things where I already was kind of different. You want to fit in, especially like in grade school, you want to fit in. And I had a hard time fitting in as it was, let alone saying, 
oh, hey, your grandma's saying this. You know, <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Can you imagine being on the playground and giving messages to kids? That would have been something. Oh, it, it sure would have been. Yeah. <laughs> your grandma yeah. says it's my turn to <laughs> hit the ball. <laughs> And I went to Catholic school, so I'm guessing I would be in the office a lot. Got it. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. my gosh. So how did you finally become brave enough to address this and look into it and learn more about it? I just finally said, screw it. I'm opening up the door. Things just started flooding in where it was just that time. And I, I believe that this happens to a lot of people where spirit's not going to leave you alone. They keep knocking at the door going, mm, nope, we gave you enough time. Let's go. It's time to start your work. And it's not that it was all rainbows and unicorns either. Mm -mm. No, because no. I'm stubborn. I had a real hard time listening in the beginning, but now I'm a really good listener and I listen to direction and I follow through and it makes my life so much easier. Good for you, because that's a big shift, I'm sure. And it's not that easy, even though it seems like, but what's the big deal? I know how hard it is. So I get you. Was there a turning point that you remember? I decided to get divorced. There was this year where it was like everything was happening. So I decided to get divorced. My mom finds out she has cancer. My beloved dog dies. I have to put him down because oh. he's got a bunch of issues where it was inhumane not to. It was like that. Oh my God, can one more thing happen? It was everything all at once. Kind of like that. We have been so gentle with you and now... It's time to shake you up. What was it like when you finally went with it? That did not happen right away with the listening. Again, I, I was stubborn. Instead, I went kind of in that dark direction of just being a bit depressed. Why is this all happening to me? Which I'm not like that. Uh, one of my brothers used to call me like Little Miss Sunshine because I'm always smiling. I'm usually 95% in a good mood. And for not quite a year, but I just couldn't get out of that hole until no. finally said, I can't do this anymore. So I need to change. And I started digging my way out okay. and listening. Well, that was a lot of stuff to handle. I'm going to have compassion for you because that was a tremendous amount of loss and difficulty and change. Uh, that was a lot to go through. So it was a lot. And then I decided to rent. When I first got divorced with the kids, the house goes into foreclosure on top of everything. It's what is going on. So it was like for two years, this was all going on until I started just listening and going, all right, how is this working for you, Maria? It's not, no. this is not working at all. Once you started listening, did things start to turn around? Things did. And it was in 2009 that my mom passed and that door flew open. It was already opening. It was already there. But when she passed, it was like, all right, Maria, we are communicating and I am going to be your top person over here oh. my mom was big energy in life that of course she's that way over there 
and the crazy stuff that my mom will tell me that I will actually listen and follow through is amazing. It's interesting because my personal feeling is that just because you're dead doesn't mean you're any smarter. So how can people know? You would hope your mom, you clearly had a good relationship. You hope she's not going to lead you astray. And she hasn't. She's been really helping you. But somebody's mother, just because they love them, doesn't mean they know the answers or they know any more than you do while you're here on earth. How can you distinguish? Can you help with that? I also feel like I'm not going to be asking my mom. I'm going to stick in her area of expertise. Okay. Now, I feel that they're on a soul level also, so they know more. I have only had it twice. And once where it was really bad, where a mother came in and she had been gone for a little bit. Oh, you have not learned a thing yet. This is so amazing. But the daughter wasn't surprised. The reason for that reading was for the daughter to say, mom, I'm done and you are not going to ruin this for me. It wow. was for the daughter to stick up for herself because the mom was trying to shut the reading down. As soon as the daughter did that, it was like the curtain opened back up again and all the information was flying back in. Wow. I'm getting chills, girl. It was for her to step back in her power. Yes. Oh, I love hearing that. That's excellent because you have to find a way to trust yourself in the process. You can't just turn everything over to somebody who's given you instruction. You have to test those waters and try it on small things and see how it goes and see how it feels, right? You can't just give your power away. So you're listening, but you use your own common sense and you run it through your filter of, is this good for me? How does this feel? That's what I'm assuming, right? Right. Plus she's been gone since 2009. I have a very good communication with her and with all the information that she's given me through the years and steering me in the right direction, I do trust her 500%. I trust her so much that in February, when she tapped me on the shoulder and said, it's time to sell, meaning my house that I didn't want to sell, I did. She told me exactly what I was going to get. It was going to be 30,000 over asking. Wow. And it was exactly the right move. So I thank her, even though I cried during the whole process because I did not want to move. It was exactly the right thing to do at that time. That's amazing. Whenever I get a reading, which isn't very often, but I had one recently because a friend of mine said, hey, I'm going to go have a reading. You want one? I'm like, okay. So I went and I had to laugh because my mom talked the entire time and I didn't go for mediumship. She said she could either do tarot cards or channel. And my mother just had a lot to say. It was pretty funny. I don't really talk to her directly that much. But I see her a lot in my dreams, she and my father. And I always appreciate seeing them. And they often come, if I'm like really upset about something, sometimes they come and they hug me in my, in my dreams. Isn't that sweet? That is so sweet. I love that. They're just kind of letting you know, hey, it's going to be okay. And I also love that you know that that's them doing it. And I'm sure you say, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Oh, yeah. Because when we acknowledge the signs or what our loved ones are doing, then more will come in to identify more. Well, I'm glad you segued into signs. Let's talk about the signs. Like, how do you recognize the signs? You know, anytime I've worked with signs, 
I've been really specific and I'd be like, I you have 24 hours and I want to see a yellow tulip that's not in the ground. And then I'll know that's a yes to go ahead with whatever my question is. But that's not how a lot of people work with science. They just see things and they know. So tell me your view of the whole sign thing. I always tell people you're going to feel it in your gut if it's for you or not. You're just going to feel it. Maybe you went and had a reading and the person said, you know, oh, Cardinal, that's your sign. That's going to be it. But then you're sitting there going, no, it's not. You need to trust in you because you're just going to know either you're going to get chills or you're just, it's going to put a smile on your face. It's going to lift your mood, your vibration. And I love signs. And I always tell people, acknowledge the sign thank the person for sending the sign because with gratitude, then you're going to receive more. Gratitude is that highest energy. It's that highest. That's the manifesting, the joy, the gratitude, the love. Yeah, that's great. Tell me some signs. Like, have you gotten signs? What would some signs look like so people can get a feeling for it? I'll get all different signs. For me, I'll get numbers sometimes. So my youngest daughter I know this is my mom reminding me about this. So my youngest daughter, we always see 1111. That's kind of our thing. And, and she's still here. But what makes it fun with her is she's someone that doesn't really believe in all this. But when it's 1111, she'll say, oh, mom, it's 1111. Look, she's in her senior year of college where she'll text me 1111. Uh. So I laugh and I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't believe. Okay, sweetie, whatever. <laughs> for some people, in case they don't know, 1111, it's just considered a very magical number and a spiritual number. And if you're seeing 1111, it means a spirit is talking to you. 1111 is also a master number from numerology because nothing can be divided into 11 in a whole number. That's also true of any of the other numbers based on 11. So 22, 33, 44, like I've heard People who were awakened at 4.44 in the morning, that this was a very spiritual time. Uh, I have a girlfriend and I always talk about this. We meditate together. We try to get answers for each other about whatever we're working on, whatever's bothering us. And then sometimes we look at the world and we're like, all right, what is this about or whatever? Just trying to get a, a handle on whatever craziness is going on at the moment. And so after one particular session, we often sit at one of the local libraries outside it's in the middle of a river like so it's just the most beautiful setting and we had a really interesting session although I didn't write it down and I don't remember what it was but on the way back as we're walking to our car we're walking on a stone path that has grass all around it and I just for some reason looked down for a moment not knowing why and it was like a spotlight on this four-leafed clover how did I see that four-leaf clover in all the grass? And I looked down at that particular moment and she didn't see it. So I picked it. And to me, that was a sign that we had a very special session connecting with spirit and learning whatever we learned. That was one of those unusual signs when I felt like, all right, that's a sign that we're on the right path. And it was on the path on top of it. So that's how I took that. I love that. Because what are the chances that you would, I mean, come on. I love that. Okay, I love that. One of my friends whose father passed, he always gives the family nickels. I do 
readings for almost the entire family. So he now will send me nickels. And during my move, I can't tell you all the nickels I was finding because I was in that, oh, okay, I'm happy. Oh no, I don't really want to move. Oh my God, do I have to box up more stuff? Out Like they would just pop up out of nowhere wow. and make me laugh. I would just start laughing going, all right, thank you. I get it. I'm on the right track. Thank you. Yeah, a friend of mine was telling me that she's been getting dimes for her father from her father. So that's really interesting about money. I've heard that before that coins will just show up or you'll find one in your purse or on the street, you look down and it's there. So I have heard that about coins. That makes a lot of sense. Do you ever work with people to help them see the signs and what suggestions would you give? It's really to pay attention and to pay attention about your surroundings and be aware. Don't be in a little bubble when you're, you know, oh, I want a sign. I don't see any signs. Well, are you in your little bubble? Are you actually looking? There's a difference though, where you don't stare at the clock. No. Just is one of those things where you look at it and you go, oh, wow, 11, 11. You don't sit there staring for a sign. It will just come out but you have to be open to seeing them. Yeah, you have to have a level of awareness so that you're paying attention when something does happen, you know, because things will just happen seemingly arbitrarily, but you have to be awake enough to go, oh, look at that. I have another client where before her father passed, she was like, well, what's your sign gonna be? And he had this wicked sense of humor. And he goes, pickles, pickles are gonna be my sign. She had asked her father and he had passed and she's like, I really need a sign from you today. Dad, please give me a sign. Her friend called. Hi, God, I'm in the car right now. And there is like on this really weird bumper sticker. And the friend did not know about this with the father. There's this really weird bumper sticker and it's got a pickle on it. It is just crazy. And she's like, it's got what on it? Wait, what? after she had just a few hours before said, dad, I really need a sign. I'm really in need of one today. She knew that that was her dad. I love that. Her friend to call about this weird bumper sticker. Yeah. So it's being open to it and not saying, oh, well, that's a coincidence. Can you do better? No, it's not a coincidence. No. Not a coincidence. That wasn't a coincidence at all. You've been doing this work for 10 years now, which is a significant amount of time. And what stands out to you most about being a psychic medium? Connecting people with their loved ones that have crossed over, but also the healing that can happen, even though the person has passed. When there's those unsettled things that were not addressed and the anger that can still be there. Sure. But it's their loved one telling me things that in no way, shape or form that I would know that helps with this healing process so that they know that it's them and then the healing can begin. And I love when that happens. Oh, yeah. You know, it just fills your heart. I'm sure. It does. It does. Well, and then also like for my client, they feel more in their power. And they leave feeling that way too. So they leave with this healing 
but also just stepping more into letting that stuff go that they've been carrying around and feeling more empowered. What's it like for you when you're getting messages from spirit? I always refer to it as a whole new game of charades each time. (laughs) Maybe I've got like two or three things that they'll do that are the same because I always tell spirit too, however you want to do it. I'm good with that. I'm really pretty good about spitting out what I'm seeing, hearing, and feeling. I remind people to listen to what I'm saying, paying attention because it's all part of the reading, everything that's coming out of my mouth. Also the gestures that I might be doing are also part of it. Cause I've had clients point that out going, what did you just do with your hand? What was that? Because my father used to do that all the time. What are you doing? And I'm sitting there going, I don't know. You're not a trans. No, I'm not. Okay. The little bit of mediumship I do, I do it just because they start talking to me. We're kind of conscious, but that doesn't mean we're going to hold on to it. It, Yeah. And in no way, shape or form do I tell spirit, jump in. Uh, I I don't want that. No, Uh, no, thank you. If somebody was interested in gathering these skills, becoming more of a medium, what would you recommend? I'm going to jump right away into classes. And I always tell people, look around and go with your gut on classes too. If someone recommends one, go and check it out before you sign up. Read up on the person that's teaching it. You'll get a real good gut feeling of, yeah, I think that's going to be a good fit or... I don't know why, but that just doesn't feel right. And I always tell people, go with your first gut instinct. A lot of people teach classes. Yeah. One of the things that I discovered is that when you learn in a group, the energy is so much stronger. It really helps facilitate opening up than when you're just trying to do it all on your own. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing it on your own, but it can be helpful to work with other people, especially over a series of classes, because the energetic connection will build into a greater sense of comfort and will work even stronger. So I highly recommend people work in groups and take classes where you're not when you're just sitting there and they tell you, tell you, tell you, and there's no practice. You need, you need practice. practice. But practice in a group can be remarkable and so much stronger and really help you advance. I agree. And it's a whole fun bonding experience because you're with other people that are going through the same thing that you are. Yeah, it's good. So I agree with you there with the group. So now I'm making a left turn here. (laughs) and I'm curious, can you remember a couple of really outrageous stories that just blew you away from your work as a psychic medium, just like outrageous, something, you know, we're just going to be jaw dropping about. Oh, that like happened during one of my readings. Yeah. Yeah. Just something amazing that was like, Whoa, I didn't expect that. Spirit always amazes me. Well, that's Uh, nice. um, They really do. And I am just that medium that is fascinated with spirit and fascinated on how they get me to say things. Oh, because I also say spirit's got a lot of patience with me because they have to get me to spit it out. So I also have a great sense of humor and I have a great sense of humor with myself too. Oh my gosh. And I never remember readings. Oh, I understand because I don't remember either, but let me just share one because it might 
spark something for you. So I did a past life reading for this woman once she was young and I could see on the slip of paper because I was working at a fair that she had a Japanese last name. She wanted to know what her most recent past life was. And I was astonished because I saw her as an American Navy man on a boat in Pearl Harbor who died during the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And I just was so blown away that, forgive the pun there, but that the courage that she came back as a Japanese woman to obviously learn about the culture and see what happened or whatever to come from you know, having died in that horrible way in, you know, because of the Japanese bombing and come back to a Japanese family and grow up Japanese and everything. I, I just thought that was one of the most remarkable things I had encountered. That's amazing. Oh, wow. You know, when those things happen, I don't remember most of the readings I've ever done for people, but I, there's three of them that are like, oh my gosh, like those are my classic stories. So that was one of them. So I thought maybe that would just spark something for you. Sometimes like during a reading, it's almost like they'll stick that memory in. So then I can give that as an example. Otherwise I tell repeat clients too. just remember, I don't remember your reading. Now, if you come back a lot, then of course, then I do start remembering. But otherwise, I just don't. I love spirit. I love how they work with me to get me to spit things out because I'm really good. Whatever I'm seeing, hearing, and feeling. And I'll even be there going, all right, well, like, who's Bill? I got this Bill. And if I'm talking about their dad, they're like, well, that's dad. And I'll look at him and go, oh, Okay, well, that's cool. All right, here we go. Because <laughs> I'm fascinated with all of it. I love it. You certainly couldn't remember all of it because there'd just be too much to catalog. Your brain can't retain that. And I also feel like a lot of, I don't know how you feel about this, but a lot of spiritual stuff can be fleeting, which is why I always tell people, journal, 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 because yeah. it's sometimes really hard to hold out of those messages and you'll think you've got it. And by the next day, you're like, oh, what was that? And like, write it down, write it down. Yes. It really makes a difference. So tell me about working with Thomas John. What's that like? I love Thomas John. He's awesome. I don't know anybody better with names on the planet. Wow. He's just like, they just roll off. You just watch him going, all right, stop showing off. There you go. But he's <laughs> funny. Very kind. He is a super kind person. How did you meet him? I started taking his classes like years ago. Oh, wow. Very cool. Just doing different things with him through the years. Well, that's nice to be able to develop relationships in that way. He's got a great sense of humor. He's a great person. That's nice. You know, I think that's really important. The sense of humor in this area of business. I personally think that's invaluable because a lot of times you're dealing with really emotional situations and not that the humor is to make fun of anybody, but sometimes lightening the energy up a little can go a long way to help people embrace the messages and take it in and not feel overwhelmed or whatever. So I think that's wonderful that you have a good sense of humor and that Thomas John does. I think that without that, it can be very, it can be heavy. Oh yeah. And it also helps too, if a person's never had a reading, because when you come to me for a reading, I'm going to go over how I do a reading and I don't even do phone readings anymore. It's either in person or on Zoom. And now they can see me and most yes. people know how to use Zoom. 
I'll start off just kind of with the sense of humor where it opens up their heart more. That is wonderful. Well, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with before we bring our time together to an end? Look for those signs because your loved ones are sending them to you. And if you're sitting there going, but I never see the signs, it's because you're not paying attention. They really do send them to you and you're going to set a very, very clear intention with, I want to see this sign by tomorrow. Set a really clear intention to a loved one of what you would like to see and you'll see it. You will, but also you have to be looking and go with your gut. I like to tell people to go with their gut on everything because then you stay in your power. That's so true. And honestly, you have to trust yourself. Yes. That is the most important thing. You can't trust yourself. Who can you trust? Yeah, exactly. Well, Maria, thank you so much. This has been really wonderful. You've been a marvelous guest. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. This was fun. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Bye.